Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Whatever you're dealing with today, God's will is that you win, that you triumph, not that you fail and that you're overcome and that you're a victim. And uh, this world is a rough place and there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but you don't have to just stop when you've been hit hard or when you've been knocked down. The spirit of faith uh, gets back up and goes on and says, instead of saying, I can't, it's useless, there's no, no hope, the spirit of faith says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so uh, uh, one thing your faith needs is a, a regular uh, infusion and feeding of anointed word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And that's why we have faith school. We saved you a seat right here. Come on in with the rest of the class. Get your Bible, something to take some notes with. And, uh, you know, put your uh, spiritual napkin on and get your fork and your, your knife. And let's eat some word of God. Father, we thank you for it, your word. Thank you that you do feed us so graciously, so faithfully. We do ask you today, give us this day our daily bread, our fresh spiritual manna from heaven. Give us answers and direct us exactly what you know better than anybody knows. You know what we need to hear and see and know and do. We ask for it. And we, we by faith, we claim it and lay hold of it and purpose to be doers of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, look in our great textbook, uh, the Bible, at John, the fourth chapter today. Uh, some weeks back, we began a series that we're calling uh, Faith for Healing. This is Faith School, and uh, we spent weeks and weeks in Hebrews 11 uh, in times past, just talking about what faith is, what it looks like, what it sounds like, how it comes, how it's released, how it grows. Uh, but now we're into faith for specific areas. And if you hadn't been with us, uh, get, get online, go back and watch and listen to the previous messages. It'll help you to see what we're doing now to, to build on that foundation. But uh, we found that faith must be fed in each area. You can be strong in faith that your sins are forgiven, that if you died right now, you'd, you'd go to heaven, and yet have no faith at all to receive a healing. You can have strong faith for healing and have no faith to, that your bills will be paid. Uh, every area of faith must be fed. And faith in God comes from hearing what he said. And so um, uh, in the uh, gospel accounts, Matthew's account, Mark's account, Luke's account, John's account of the same great gospel story, uh, we're given about 20 individual cases of healing. I say about because it depends on how you count them and what you count. But uh, 19 or 20 uh, individual cases where we're told some detail about what was wrong with the person, uh, how they approached Jesus or how he approached them, how they received their healing. 
We know from the scriptures, apart from that, there were scores of thousands of people healed. But we're not told anything about who they were. And uh, these 20 are handpicked by the Holy Spirit. Why? Out of all the myriad thousands were these handpicked because they apply to all of us all the time, every successive generation. God doesn't change. His will doesn't change. And he's no respecter of persons. So whatever we see happening with these individuals, uh, ever how they received, we can receive. Uh, if it worked for them, it'll work for us. And if it wasn't for us, it wouldn't be in here. It wouldn't be recorded like this because there's a whole lot of things that just didn't apply to everybody that he left out. He didn't, he didn't mention. So we have studied, first of all, the healing of the leper. When the leper said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you will. And the Lord said, I will be clean. And there's no wonder that that one's in there because most of the church world is still praying if it be thy will, concerning healing. And you shouldn't pray that way concerning healing because his will has been revealed. Just like it's been revealed that it's his will that we be saved, that we be born again, that our sins be forgiven. Healing is in the same plan of redemption. Uh, we saw that later in, in the third healing we looked at. We looked at the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, how that Jesus exercised authority over sickness. And he rebuked the fever that she had, and it left her. Most people don't even think like that. They wouldn't think to speak to a fever or talk to an infection <laughs> or speak to a kidney, <laughs> but we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to rule and reign in this life by the anointed one, Christ Jesus, hallelujah, and by his name, the authority and power of his name and the greater one inside us. So uh, don't just sit passively and wait passively day after day hoping something's going to change in your life. If something's wrong and you're a believer, you have authority. Speak to that thing. Command it to stop. Command it to get out of your body. Command it to leave. If you've got a body part that's not working right, I mean, it's, it's your body part. You have authority, right? If it's your heart, your lung, your liver, whatever it is, if it's not functioning correctly, talk to it. I'm going to say, talk to my liver. You heard me. Talk to your liver. Talk to your kidney. Talk to your gallbladder. Talk to your intestines. Talk to your stomach. Talk to your throat. Whatever it is. Everything you see, including the stars, including the mountain ranges, the oceans, was created when God spoke. It came into being by uh, faith released through spoken words by our Father God, the Creator. And so it shouldn't be a thing thought strange that something created by words would, be, would respond to words, right? And those were, we've been given authority. You know, this is one of the big things that distinguishes us between uh, animals, I know uh, some people, a lot of people, I guess, they imagine that we are just another step of evolution in the animals and that we all came from an amoeba in the ocean and it was basically, like one fellow said, from the goo to the zoo to you. 
<laughs> and, and I know a lot of folks say, well, that's it. That's not, it's not true. It's not true. You know why some of these links are still missing links? They're non-existent links. But, but it is, you can see why some people jump to that conclusion, because our bodies, our physical bodies, have a whole lot in common with the bodies of animals. Uh, if you're talking about nervous systems, skeletal, muscular, all of that, uh, because the same uh, creator created them, and they work. <laughs> These systems work. But what people don't see that, that just grab hold of this and say this is all there is, is there's more to us than a body. We are not just a body, a brain, and a body. We are spirit beings. God is the father of spirits, and we are spirits ourselves. The Bible said, they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is something you can't see. You can't see under a microscope. You can't touch it with a, a physical hand. And we have been made, animals are not speaking spirits. Uh, they grunt and make sounds, but they can't choose their words like we can. And they can't choose a word and put faith in it and release it <laughs> like we can. We have been made speaking spirits that are like God. That's, how, that's who He is. He's a speaking spirit that creates with His words. We are to be followers of God, imitators of God as dear children, the Scripture says. So, don't listen to the world. Don't listen to the mockers and the naysayers that are actually, you know, they're, they're spiritually ignorant. They don't even acknowledge the existence of this whole realm that is actually the parent realm to the material realm. The scripture said the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. It was here before this and it's here after this. But you are a spirit. Somebody said out loud, I am a spirit. Created in the image of God. I'm a speaking spirit. Hallelujah. Can you see, this is something different from an animal, right? I can choose my words. And, and, and sadly, the enemy has convinced and influenced most people to fill their words with fear. And fill their words with doubt and anxiety and all kind of negative and bad things. And that, so that's what they're releasing over their life and in their life. It's, I don't think we're going to make it. Uh, there's no way. And, and I'm just so sick and tired. And I'm just so weak. And, and I just uh, I can't take it anymore. And, and I, there's no way I can't do it. And it's done. We're over. We're finished. I'm, I'm sick of life and, and all these things. Well, if you release that, uh, you use your spirit's force and your words to release that, you are hindering yourself. You are hurting yourself. You are giving place to destructive forces in your life. That's why the scripture tells us uh, faith even calls those things that be not as though they were. It said, let the weak say, I am strong. Well, now, that's not talking how you feel. 
He just got through saying you were weak, right? Let the weak say I'm strong. So that means you're calling something that's not as though it was. Because at the moment, you're weak. But uh, the scripture is revealing to us, you know, don't confirm uh, your problem. Don't say, I'm weak, I feel so weak, I just can't do anything. You're already there. Why, why, why confirm yourself there? Do you want to come out? Do you want to change it? Then say something different than how you feel. Don't say what it is. Call it what it needs to be. Call your body healed. Call yourself strong. Call your bills paid. Can you say amen? Yeah, yeah, but they're not paid. If they were paid, you wouldn't need to call them paid. Come on, can you see this? Let the weak say, I'm strong. Wouldn't I be lying? No, you're not saying you feel strong. You're not saying you look strong. You're not saying if they test you physically, it's going to come back strong. What you're saying is, I call it that. Do you remember God changed people's names? Wouldn't he? He changed people's names like Abram, you know, and and Sarah. They didn't have uh, any children, but he changed Abram's name to Abraham, father of many nations. When he had no child. Why? God calls those things that be not as though they were. And that brings it into being. So uh, if you want to uh, do something that has an immediate impact on your life today, turning the situation around, you can do it with your heart and with your mouth. Right here. Right now today. James talks about this. Let's just look at that. Uh, in the book of James. James chapter 2. One reason we need to focus on this, and at times it's, um, it's urgent that we focus on it, is because people are just, you know, messing their lives up with their words. And if you don't stop that, no matter if somebody else is praying for you, no matter if somebody else ministers help to you, it'll only bring very temporary relief because you'll talk yourself right back into the problem. The, the cause wasn't fixed. And in, in James 2, um, in talking about this, in James uh, 3, I guess is where, where I want you to be actually, James 3 He said, verse uh, 2, in many things we offend all. If any man offend not, or he doesn't miss it in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. If you control your mouth and what you say, you can control your body. Did he say that right here in verse 2? Did he say it? Keep reading. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Uh, you know, this is back before they had cars, and so, uh, you know, one of the best ways of transport was a horse. And so how do you, you steer a horse? Well, you would steer the horse with a bit and a bridle, and so a, a little tug of that, that bit or that bridle would cause the horse's head to go that direction, and then if the, if the horse's head goes that direction, the horse goes that way. 
And uh, what's, he, what's he talking about? He's talking about if your words go that way, your body goes that way. If your words go that way, your life goes that way. Oh, this is a truth many have not seen, have not understood. Keep, keep reading. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Um, he said just like the, the horse is steered, uh, directed with the bit and the bridle, a ship is steered with the helm, with the rudder. And even though it's a big ship, and of course in these days they've really gotten big, and you've got winds that are blowing out on the, the ocean and you've got big waves, you can take that giant ship that's going south with a south wind pushing it or a wind pushing against the side and waves. You've got massive forces here. And everything in nature is saying it's got to go this way. Yet he's saying this relatively small rudder, you just kick it over. <laughs> and if you'll do that, and a ship, you know, it's not going to turn on a dime. It's not going to do that. You've got all this tonnage. You've got all this mass. And you've got all the force of the water and all the force of the wind. But if you'll kick that rudder and hold it there, what happens? That big rig starts doing it. it the core, if you're looking at a compass, it starts moving. Come on, can you see that? And the course is changed. And if you will hold that course, just hold it. It won't all happen in a moment, but it'll keep going. It'll keep going. It'll keep going until you are going the other direction, the complete 180 opposite direction that you were going. Why is he talking about all that? He said your mouth does that for your life. Your mouth, your words, uh, your mouth, your words are the, the bit and bridle. Your mouth is the rudder. We, we'd say today it's the steering wheel. They didn't have it back then, but today we understand steering. It, it, steering wheel, which that's what the boat was doing, steering. How do you, how do you uh, apply this practically? Well, if your body's getting worse, your body's getting worse, getting worse, getting worse. What do you do? You can do what most of the world does and say, oh no, I'm worse again today. Oh no, I feel worse than I ever have. Oh no, or you can get tests and the tests say you're worse. Oh no, the test came back worse. Well, I guess that's it. And what's, you, you've got momentum and uh, perhaps what's going on in this situation, it didn't just start yesterday. Uh, you found out you had a problem two weeks ago or six months ago, but that has been working how long? When did it start? And so for years probably, momentum has been building to, to cause you to go this way, which is the wrong way, to go to get sick, to get weak, to die young, to die premature. That's been working, and that's been heading in that direction. And most people... All they know to do is, is hold the steering wheel the same direction. 
and keep going. Oh, we're going in a bad way. Oh, we're going, we're going down. It's, it's bad. I feel so bad. I don't want to go this way. I don't, I don't want to go down. I don't want to get any worse. But what do they do with the steering wheel? They just hold it straight. Just hold it straight. How many understand this is not smart? How many would agree this is, this is not smart? If you said, I don't want to go this way, well, help, help them out. What do we do? Come on, help them out. Turn. Turn the wheel. How do I turn the wheel? I've got to quit talking what I'm seeing. I've got to quit talking what I'm feeling. And I've got to begin to say, I call my body healed. I call, come on, can you see this? I call my body whole. I call my body strong. And you know, not to say this thing's going to flip around by the afternoon necessarily. I've seen some dramatic things happen. But uh, keep, keep your words on it. And it will keep the steering moving. Hallelujah. Same thing works for your finances. Hmm? If you can say, man, I seem like I, I get a little bit ahead and, and, I, and I get knocked back, you know, three steps when I, when I get move forward one. Uh, it seems like, you know, nothing ever works out for me. Everything I try seems like we go in the hole. Uh, I just, I'm so tired of this. You, you can't get ahead. This is against you. That's against you. That's against you. Well, you're saying, I'm so sick of going this way. I'm so sick of going this way. Man, it looks better back there. But I, I'm just going the wrong way. Yeah. Do you want to turn around? Do you want things to turn around in your life? Then you have to repent for all your unbelief and fear talking and get a hold of your tongue. Get a hold of your mouth and discipline yourself. And make your tongue do its duty. And begin to speak words of life over yourself. You're not just a more highly evolved animal. You are a speaking spirit. You've got the intelligence. You've got the understanding. You've got the choice. I can choose faith words. I can fill them with expectation. And, and I can speak over my body. I can speak over my life. I can speak over my finances. And even though the wind's trying to blow me the wrong way, and even though momentum is trying to force me the wrong way, I can just keep some correction cranked in. Come on, can you see that? I can keep it cranked in. And it may not seem like, you know, it's all happening. But how many know eventually I'm going to start that turn? Can you see that? I'm going to start that turn and then I'm going to get better and better. Come on, can you see? Better and better and better. Why? Because now I'm going the right way. I'm going the right direction. And it was the rudder. It was the bit. It was your mouth. It was your tongue that made the difference. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Go back to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And see, he said this. This is not a, a new thing. This is something that's all through the Word. Is something that it's how God operates. It's how He always has. Second Corinthians four and verse thirteen. Four thirteen says, "We having the same spirit of faith, the spirit of faith, according as it is written." I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, 
And therefore we what? Therefore we what? Speak. Speak. We make confessions at faith school. You've seen that. You've been around any length of time. At our churches, Faith Life Church, we make confessions. I mean, over every offering, it's just we don't go too long without we make some confessions, right? And I know sometimes I see some visitors, you know, and I can see they're they're looking kind of puzzled, like, why are we doing all this talking? Why? Uh, because uh, a lot of folks are not used to that. They they'd never make confessions in their church services, but it's it's a loss. Because it's always been that way uh, from the beginning. And if you have the spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith that we read about the patriarchs having, the apostles and Jesus himself, then you believe and, and, come on, did you see that? You believe and therefore you speak. We also believe and therefore we speak. Jesus in Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4, he's called the apostle and the high priest of our confession. What we say. He works with what we say. You're familiar with that. Just back back up a few pages to the book of Romans. And Romans, the the 10th chapter. How did you uh, become born again? How did you become a new creation in Christ Jesus? Romans 10 tells us, verse uh, 8, it says, What saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Not just in your heart, but in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Somebody say, with the mouth, with the mouth, with the mouth. What's that got to do with it? Well, faith is of the heart. You believe with your heart, but that faith must be released. Can you see that? That faith must be expressed. Faith without an action or a deed is dead, James says. And the primary action of your faith is not the only, but the primary is your saying. You believe in your heart the gospel. uh, You receive Jesus by faith. And what else do you do? You confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Now, most all Christians know that, but then when they get born again, they get in the family, they think, oh, that's it, I'm done with that. No, the same way you got in is the way you are to operate. Every day, every night, the just shall live by faith, which means you believe in your heart and, and, somebody say and, 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 you speak with your mouth. Hallelujah. And our time's up for today. But how many is going to make your tongue do its duty, and, right? And get a hold of that steering wheel and turn this thing around. Praise God. So enjoyed being with you today, but we're just getting started. Come back and join us tomorrow right here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today. But you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 303-690-1111.
941-702-7390. 